The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, good Saturday morning once again. Rob Golfie, as you well know, is a sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. They have the hottest listings on the World Wide Web. RobGolfie.com is the website to visit. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you want to sell your home, you have to call the first real estate team ever in the history of Hamilton to sell a thousand homes in a year. They did it last year during the pandemic. 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfie team and check out what they're doing on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We have a host of topics to get to today, including what is title insurance again? We've talked about it on the show before. We'll dive into that on the program. But we're going to start with the latest, greatest in what is happening in your real estate life. But actually, before we get to that, we do have a special guest on the show today. Her name is Caitlin Lee, and she's a business development manager with First Canadian Title. Caitlin, welcome to the show. And Rob, how are you doing? Great, great. And uh, I got Caitlin here. She is a, uh, I think she was born and raised in Burlington, was it? But yeah, she's uh, a local and uh, it's fantastic to have somebody here that uh, from First Canadian Titles Insurance, right? Um, And uh, we were just kind of talking a little bit about when I first started, when uh, how First Canadian Titles Insurance, when it started. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. I like I like having somebody right directly from the source to talk about some stories and, and other things about this uh, first Canadian title. Great, yeah, great to have Caitlin on board. Rob, we're going to get into our first topic, which is buyer's remorse. There was an interesting informal survey that was conducted, uh, about 500 people or so, and it showed that about 24% of them, or virtually a quarter of them, indicated that buying their home was the best move they ever made. 52% said they were satisfied about their home purchase, 18% said they were modestly or moderately satisfied, and 5% said their satisfaction was low or they regretted buying a house. 5%. Is that the usual percentage you kind of have seen in your career when it comes to buyer's remorse? Um, you know what? I think a lot of the buyer's remorse is that they went in on uh, on an offer that they had to be in competition with and they found out things about the house after they moved in that had expenses, they had to repair, that they didn't expect to do. And I think those, that that's a small percentage of, of, of the uh, population just because of the fact, think about it, Rick, you buy a house and you only look at it for wh- half an hour to an hour and you're putting an offer in for like a half a million to a million dollars on it. <laughs> yeah. And it, you move in and then now you got an issue. You, you, you don't know what it is. You don't, you could have asbestos in the attic and, and, and you gotta, you know, you don't have to remove it, but you should remove it before the next home buyer wants to buy it because he's not going to want it. Because if he has a home inspection done, it just depends on the on the market. But um, I could see. I think that's with everybody uh, in general. But maybe five percent might be a little high. Just I, I think it's five percent now, just because of the fact in the last eighteen months, everybody's been putting offers in on houses without home inspections. 
So. Uh, yeah, another factor, too, is because we saw up until, you know, what we indicated last show a couple of weeks ago, so many uh, multiple offers on homes and so many people, you know, diving in and trying to get into the same house that that bidding process really went through the roof a number of times. I would guess that many of those individuals, especially after they learned that, you know, they were one hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand dollars over asking or over the next bid, that there would be a little bit of buyer's remorse in terms of how much they actually paid for the home. Yeah, it. You know what? I, I. That's what I thought. But you know what? They're just happy they own a house. Yeah. And and usually homeowners uh, that are buying it for themselves, they look at it as this is my home now. Yeah, they might have paid a little high, but they're they're so happy that they have their own. Uh, property, they know the value is going to go up because it has it has gone up for you know for for the last hundred years or so. So I don't think they're worried about that. Um, I, I I think uh, you know no, I think it's all good. I think the I think the small percentage that uh, that have the remorse is just they bought something and it and and it needs a a lot of repairs and nobody wants to you know put twenty thousand dollars into a repair. It's not like let's say you have a leaky basement and you got to dig all the way around and, and let's say that costs $30,000 to fix. Well, nobody's going to come up to you and say, Hey, nice weeping tiles. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think you got the best weeping tiles on the street, right? Yeah. Nobody, nobody does that. But, but when, when it's cosmetic fixes, people, you know, uh, you appreciate it. You got to, you know, get a new kitchen, you put new windows, you, you know, you paint the front, front of the house, put a new porch, whatever it is, if it's cosmetic, it's more appreciated. But if it's a hidden cost, it's like it, it, you don't you don't actually gain that much on the uh, appreciation either because of that because every house should not leak if it's got a basement right like you should have a house that doesn't leak every house has shingles whether it's new shingles or old shingles nobody comes up to you and says hey you know what Dave that's uh, I love those shingles you you know like uh, you know like nobody you know I mean I know shingles do help the aesthetic but what I'm saying is every house should have shingles or whatever rooftop that doesn't make the house leak. Yeah. And, and those are some of the things that don't get appreciated as much uh, when you're spending money. Yeah, no one has ever walked into a home and said, wow, the wiring in this place is impeccable because yeah. you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know, I know. And you know what? There's another thing here now, like, uh, you know, talking about buyer's remorse. There's seller's remorse mm. that's happening right now. So, what what's happening is we're listing houses right now. We're listing houses right now. And, uh, and, and what, what's going on is we're getting good offers for our clients, but their expectations are higher. So they're turning these, these ones away and then finding out a week later, they should have taken that offer. And, and that's what we're seeing a lot right now. And, uh, so people are getting frustrated because they're not getting the number that they anticipated to get or wanted to get. And, uh, so you're, so the shift is changing. Now the sellers are frustrated and getting upset that they're not getting, um, the, 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 the number that they want. And, and when they do, do get a decent number, they're refusing it. And then they're finding out a week, two weeks later that nothing's coming close to that number anymore. Hmm. So, so there is a seller's, uh, seller's remorse of not accepting the offer. And it, and it's happening a lot now. The market's changing and you have to be very careful. And, and what happens is when these people are, are not accepting these good offers, 
after they blame the uh, the realtor because they say, well, you should have pushed me more or should have, you, know, you can't win. It's, it's hard. You can't win. They say, well, if I known this, you know what I mean? So a lot of times we, we, we send it by email uh, and tell them, listen, this is what's happening so that they can't come back to us and, uh, and say we didn't explain it to them. So we do explain a lot of things by email if they do refuse a great offer. Everything's always written down. So it kind of, so it's hard for them to come back to us, but a lot of that's happening right now, Rick. Under the buyer's remorse umbrella, the province of BC is instituting a cooling off period for those who do buy a home for maybe what they think is a price that they can't afford at the end of the day. Do you see that coming to Ontario? It'll be a disaster. It'll be a disaster um, if they if they do uh, a cooling off period where you you can opt out of a contract. Um, I I think it, uh, it it'll hurt the industry. I know. Um, I think this is happening out west, uh, and they're they've implemented that. And uh, I don't know how long that'll last if it if it'll work. But think about this: you're a seller, you sell the house to somebody, and you have ten offers on it. You take the top offer. Well, that guy's got two days to decide whether he wants to, uh, you know, walk away from it, even though he's got a firm deal. I don't, I don't know if that's going to work out. I think it's, uh, you have to accept two, three offers, uh, at the same time, uh, to do that. If the first guy bails out, then the second guy goes in, then he still has another 48 hours or, or does his 48 hours, uh, kick in at the same time as the other one. So, it's, uh, it, it, I think it's, it, it'll be a problem because, uh, it, it you know, people are going to lose money on that, especially on the sale of, of, uh, of their home. Yeah. So what BC is doing is a seven day cooling off period for those who purchase a home that has yet to be completed. So a pre-construction home, which uh, I don't know how that would impact, impact the whole buying experience or even the market. What do you think? Well, the pre-construction is okay, but it's, it's like, it's like your personal residence on the resale. Like it's me coming to you and say, Hey, Rick, uh, your house is going up for sale. We got three offers. The best offer is a million dollars. Here you go. Uh, you accept it. And then he has seven days to make it, uh, whether he can walk away from it with, even without a condition. Yeah. And then, and then if he walks away from it, the next guy says, well, I'm not going to give you a million dollars. I'll give you, you know, mm-hmm. 950,000. So it, it, I don't know. I, I just, I'm sure there's, there's, there's always loopholes. And if I was representing uh, a seller and, and there was a, uh, a cooling off period, I'd be accepting two, three offers at every uh, offer presentation, yeah. every single one. And that cooling, the first guy walks, we got the second one. Yeah, that cooling off period too, you know, if you have 10 people looking at a house, one person gets it, then has that buyer's remorse, pulls their offer at the table, those nine others are more than likely on to the next house anyways. That's right. And the, and the other thing about that is, uh, Rick, what if the first offer and the second offer, they're $50,000 apart? Yeah, like yeah. that second offer, is he going to come up to 50,000 to match the, the original offer? Or is he going to say, no, uh, you know, I'm going to stick to my offer. If you want, if you're going to accept it, obviously, you know, so there's, it's, it's, it's going to be a battle. It'll be a battle. So. Uh, another topic we're going to discuss and we'll probably carry it on to our second segment, at least for a little bit, is that people that have been priced out of the market here in Ontario have at least over the last number of years either looked to uh, elsewhere in the province, uh, aka cottage country or Atlantic Canada. There's a story out that says that a lot of home buyers or home seekers in this province looking at Calgary. What's the allure about Calgary? The prices are better. Uh, there's a combination of two things that happened uh, through COVID. One, 
the people that didn't get vaxxed and got fired, they're going out to Calgary or Atlanta, Canada, uh, or just people uh, can't afford houses. So you got a combination of two, like you got, you know, unvaxxed and you got, uh, that and, 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 uh, house prices, uh, soaring through the, through the roof. So you got a combination of both leaving Ontario. So we've got a massive exodus of people going to, uh, different parts of the country. Look at the average price of a detached home in Calgary, $620,000 in March, much more affordable than what we're seeing here, uh, certainly in some segments of Hamilton. When we come back, we're going to reintroduce you to our special guest, Caitlin Lee, a business development manager with First Canadian Title, and we'll talk about title insurance, the ins and outs, the loopholes and pitfalls that you want to avoid. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfy team. You can call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Visit their website at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Don't forget Golfy gets it sold and keep that in mind when you're checking out their social media feeds on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and Facebook. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfy.com. We also have a special guest on today's show, Caitlin Lee, a business development manager with First Canadian Title. You can check their website out at www.fct.ca. Rob, welcome back to the show. Caitlin, welcome to the show for the first time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, let's dive into title insurance. What the heck is that again? Yeah, so I get asked that a lot. Uh, (laughs) Title insurance is insurance that protects your ownership of your property, so your title. Um, It covers losses that can come from things like having your title challenged by a neighbor or the city or in very extreme cases, uh, if someone taking out a fraudulent mortgage on your property in your name. So certainly these issues are all costly and quite unpredictable, which is why title insurance is so important. Do we really need it? And do most people even know if they have it? Yes, that's a great question as well. So, you know, when you think about when you purchased your home, the property may have changed hands several times potentially causing title and non-title related issues that could affect your home's title now as well as in the future. Um, These include a number of different things such as municipal issues, outstanding work orders, tax payments, encroachments, and like I said, in more extreme cases, fraud and forgery. So 
an FCT title insurance policy will defend your rights and will compensate you for any loss incurred to defend those rights or win back your title. So definitely hugely, hugely important when you consider your home as your, your greatest asset, arguably, uh, definitely need title insurance. In terms of knowing if you have a policy in place presently, I would recommend going back to the real estate lawyer that uh, closed your, your purchase refi and double checking with them. They would absolutely be able to provide you with that information. So if someone bought their home, say, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, how can they find that out themselves? Definitely. So I actually just went through that process with my own parents. They bought their home back in the 70s. Um, they're still there in the same house and title insurance didn't exist at that time. It didn't come to Canada until 91 and first Canadian title is actually the pioneer into the Canadian market space for title insurance. Um, so in terms of checking, if you have a policy, you can absolutely contact us directly uh, and we can have a look for you. And if you don't, then that's something that we can assist you with securing so that you can rest assured that you're protected for all those scary things that, that can pop up. <laughs> <laughs> One more question before Rob jumps in. You mentioned that it started in 1991. Was there was there a glaring need that we needed title insurance? Was, was there a massive amount of fraud? Were there people challenging people's deeds, I guess? Um, for sure. I mean, those issues certainly existed uh, before title insurance came to Canada. And I think what it's allowed the kind of industry as a whole to do is, is just close those transactions faster. So in days of old, your real estate lawyer or law firm would be responsible for doing all of those manual searches, checking all of those things. And I mean, back in the day, that could take months and you would not ever even imagine closing a real estate transaction today over a period of months. <laughs> it's more like days. So it's just allowed, you know, that, that further layer of protection, but also so that things can move along quickly. You meant, you mentioned that Rob, I just want to jump in. No, Rob, go ahead. Go Rob, ahead. Yeah. Rob, for you, what's the longest it took to close a deal? I mean, Caitlin just mentioned a long time ago, it took months. What's the longest you've ever had to endure before closing a deal on a house? Um, usually, you know what, sometimes, um, it, it could, uh, two weeks, uh, the, the longest one I had, cause there was, what happened was on title, there was a, um, a lien against the house that the homeowner that owned it for like 20 or 15, 20 years didn't know he had had a lien on it oh, wow. because when, he, when he built the house, I guess he bought it off a con, like, I guess a, a builder or, or a builder, he bought it, moved in. But then there was a lien put against it, I think, after he moved in. But it wasn't against him. It was actually against the builder. So when the closing came up, um, they had to figure out, well, it, the, the seller of the house, it's not his lien, but even though it's on his house, and the buyer um, was buying it, and it, everything got delayed. But the, the, but the problem there, what happened was the lawyer that was representing the buyer should have uh, didn't do a uh, title uh, uh, search on the property two weeks before he did it the day before closing. And then they found this out. So normally, normally a lawyer is supposed to search title two weeks before, because if there's any problems, they can rectify it before closing. But, and that's, and that's where we had the uh, delay on closing. 
And uh, yeah, no, but it's there. There are always uh, sometimes issues. I mean, you you probably see it more, Caitlin, on on stuff that's happening. I do, and I think you raised a good point. And you know, oftentimes it's a challenge for everybody involved. You know, sometimes lawyers don't get those deals um, before a day or two before closing. So that's really again the importance of title insurance. So you know, you mentioned the lien on the property. Of course, a mortgage is the most common lien on a property. Um, There's tax liens, builders liens, like you mentioned, that can cause significant losses for new new homeowners because the lien doesn't follow the person who incurred them. It follows the property um, or it stays with the property, I should say. So that is something a title insurance policy can, you know, protect against those losses and why it's important. Yeah. I, I even heard one time, um, a, a couple, and I think a spouse, it was uh, the, um, the wife, sold the house while the husband was away working. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the spouse sold the house. She sold the house and she had a guy uh, representing the husband uh, to say that he was the husband. Wow. And the deal closed and she got all the money and he comes back opening the door while trying to get into his house and it's not his house anymore. <laughs> so I think titles insurance protects each spouse. If somebody tries to, to do something like that, am I correct about that? Caitlin? Yes, definitely. You're, you're, <laughs> and there's probably a true story. There's, there, you probably have stories like that. I do. You're jumping right to the, to the good stuff. Yeah. So certainly the, the fraud, the forgery, that is the, the most significant or the really the highest dollar value type uh, claims that we see. And one of the more interesting ones that always sticks out in my memory was a scenario where the insured uh, older fellow um, had the same first, middle and last name as his son. And my dad and brother actually are in that category. So they have the same first, middle, last name. And what happened was dad owns multiple properties. He's done well over his career and he owns those properties free and clear. So no mortgages, lots of equity. Uh, son, you know, gets into a bit of trouble and decides, okay, well, how easy can this potentially be? I'm going to go and throw some fraudulent mortgages on these properties unbeknownst to dad. So there he goes, he, he is able to, to do this and, you know, he spends that money. It's, it's gone, he, you know, into certain things that he spent it on and off he goes. So dad, unfortunately, as time progresses, he starts getting, you know, uh, letters in the mail from these various mortgage companies saying, hey, you're in default. You haven't made a payment yet. What's going on? He panics and thinks, oh my goodness, I, I don't have mortgages. I haven't had mortgages in years. And so this is where we start the investigation process, figure out, okay, exactly what's happened. And the story actually gets even crazier because this all gets discovered. We figure it out. So, you know, we make dad whole. He's not out any, any money or anything to fix that, that issue. Um, in the meantime, son actually gets arrested. So son ends up in jail. Off he goes. And unfortunately, dad passes away. So this is kind of, you know, all happening at the same time. Well, normally in those situations, when the money's gone, it's gone. It's, you know, it's spent. But son had actually purchased a lottery ticket before he went off to jail. And lo and behold, does this lottery ticket 
not hit. It's a winner and a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of winnings. <laughs> and so we were actually able to recoup a bit of our loss there, which never normally happens. Wow. So that was a very interesting scenario that, that we had happen. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. Oh yeah. When, when I first got into the business, uh, I remember, you know, titles insurance was there, but I don't think, and this was, this was in 98, 99. And I don't think every house closing was getting titles insurance. So if you did buy a house in 19, like from 1991 to probably, uh, probably till 2005, would you say that not lawyers used it, but not, not on every, every deal. Yeah, I mean, there was certainly the option. There, There is still the option. I, I don't think anyone would imagine closing a, a transaction, certainly with the values today, the risks that are involved, and just the speed at which yeah. these transactions are happening. You know, it's that, yes, it's that added layer of protection that uh, you wouldn't imagine not, not taking. But you're right. There was... Um, there, there, know, there was probably a time frame where lawyers said, okay, you, this is, you definitely have to have titles insurance. There must, there must've been that, that one ha ha moment that, okay, um, that lawyer on every transaction, he is saying, this is, I would recommend this to have. Now I know anybody that's closed a deal, um, between like, you know, titles insurance started in 1991, but it doesn't mean you may have it in the nineties. If you bought a house in the nineties and closed on it, or even in the early two thousands, but I know every lawyer pretty well, um, is, it's almost mandatory. Every, every deal I know I've done, uh, in, in probably in the past 10 years is under titles insurance, maybe even longer than that. It may even, it may be close to 15 to 20 years, but I know that, but I think anything, Anything in the '90s, also, it, it could you could have it, but you 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 may not. It just depends. It wasn't mandatory then. It's not mandatory now, like you said, but it, it is a a good thing to have, and we always recommend it uh, to people to have titles insurance because uh, I remember one time um, there was uh, I'm not sure if if, the, if if you there was a case where there was a an oil tank buried in a front lawn. Do you have you ever heard of that? And titles insurance, uh, they, like this was a res- regular residential property, and they had an oil tank underground. I'm not sure if that's covered by titles insurance. I know, I know one uh, in Stony Creek property. Um, the uh, uh, property line was off about maybe 18 inches, and um, I mean, I mean, you can't do too much with that, and. Like the home, the buyer bought the house. He saw the, the property lines and everything. He was okay with it, but because the survey, there was no survey. Um, he, um, I think he was almost thinking about maybe I don't need this big house that I was buying. Yeah, he was an older gentleman. Um, but but what what titles insurance actually helped was you spending money to get a survey. You know, because I remember every deal you had to have, you had to have a survey. Uh, when you when you did that deal, because the banks wanted you to have that survey, they wanted to know exactly the property lines and everything. Titles insurance saved that on the homeowner. So tit- so surveyors probably lost a lot of business during that time when the transition happened. I I would imagine so. Probably you're not wrong because yeah. again you're right. It covers for things that would have been disclosed on a survey. So common things that we see are, you know, maybe you've purchased a home and the previous owners built a, a deck and a deck roof and, you know, made a nice backyard oasis sort of thing. 
Um, what we see though, is if that was built without a permit, uh, you know, sometimes people don't know, they don't know they need permits for doing mm-hmm. those types of things, or they know and they don't really care, or they purposely don't want to because they don't want to trace their taxes, their right, basement, right. whatever that might see, uh, might look like. And so, yes, it's common where, uh, if for whatever reason, city comes along and says, hey, look, that, that deck, that deck addition, the deck roof, as well as you know, basement renovations, none of that was done with permits. The city is going to now force you to either remove whatever the offending structure is or remedy it. Um, we've seen claims like that. We, we had one that was, exa- that was exactly that scenario. And so, yes, the city uh, demanded that the proper building permits be obtained for the finished basement, and they wanted the deck, the addition, the roof to be removed. So the cost, to the homeowner to comply with all of those requirements was significant. It was over $54,000, but because they did have an FCT title insurance policy, we covered those costs and they didn't have to pay anything out of pocket to comply with the city's order. So again, um, things, you know, you said it earlier, you have a certain expectation when you buy a home, you know, you see that nice deck, you see that pool, you see that beautiful finished basement, you have an expectation that you're good to go. You think it's legal. It's <laughs> yeah. all legal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not about to go down to the city and start pulling permits because, yes, good luck closing your transaction on time. So, yeah. again, enter title insurance, right? Um, all sorts of interesting things we've seen. <laughs> we'll dive into some of those uh, interesting scenarios as well and debunk some common home insurance myths as well. Don't forget if you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. More of the Golfie Real Estate Show and Hamilton Edition next on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here. Rob Golfie is a sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call the Golfie team if you want to get your home sold for top dollar, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. The website is robgolfi.com. That's robgolfie.com. And you can follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, their email address is questions at robgolfie.com. We also have a special guest on today's show, Caitlin Lee, Business Development Manager with First Canadian Title. You can find them online at www.fct.ca. We're talking about title insurance, and producer Jerry had a great question. If you have title insurance on a home and then you move, does that title insurance move with you or does it stay with that home? So the title insurance policy, when you sell your home, would cease to exist. So 
But when you purchase your new home, that's an excellent question. Your lawyer that you're working with to close that transaction would secure a new policy for your new address. What's amazing about title insurance that, you know, is very different than, say, home insurance. Um, So unlike other types of insurance, title insurance is available for a one-time low premium. So you don't have to worry about renewals, monthly fees, future payments, nothing like that. So when you buy your home, you pay for it once, and you're protected as long as you or your heirs actually own that property. Um, But that's an excellent So as soon as someone buys that home, so say I had a home, I had title insurance, I move, I sell it to Joe Schmo, Joe Schmo moves in, Joe Schmo has to get his own title insurance on that property. Yes, you got it. You're absolutely correct. And, you know, it certainly can be a lot to navigate what's covered, what's not covered. And that's really why it's so important to work with a real estate agent and a real estate lawyer that you trust. You know, we as the title insurer, we rely on the lawyer's opinion when issuing those title insurance policies for mutual clients. So it's really that combined experience that makes the whole thing work so beautifully. You mentioned the... Pre- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. Sorry, sorry Rob. You mentioned the premium is, uh, you know, one-time ultra-low kind of cost. What is the cost and does it depend on the size of the home or where the home is located? How does that work? Yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't matter, you know, where it's located or the size of the home. What we base it off is the value. So, you know, for your your average home, you're looking anywhere between um, maybe $700 to $1,000. Again, it depends on the value. If you've got a $10 million home, it's going to be a little more expensive for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> Does it, does it uh, do they put that in place for commercial properties too? Does titles insurance go on commercial properties? Yes, absolutely. So commercial again has, you know, its own unique set of risks. The rates are a little higher, I'm sure. A tiny bit higher, a tiny bit higher. We're again, usually dealing with a much higher property value, right. but absolutely. So for kind of all the same reasons, plus many more equally, equally as important, you know, if you're purchasing refinancing working with commercial properties as well to get title insurance. I remember Rick, uh, years ago, a house that I closed on, uh, in 2004, I bought the, we bought the property and then I'm starting to get these, um, water bills from the previous owner. So I called the city and say, Hey, these are my water bills. So listen, and they go, sorry, they're yours now. And I go, what? <laughs> I, I was like, I was having a hard time with it. And, uh, I go, listen, I didn't, uh, like, why am I paying somebody else's water bill? Like, this is not fair. You guys know I didn't. She goes, it goes with the house. But the, the one thing she says, just call your titles insurance company. They'll, they'll take care of it. And then they'll, they'll go after the people that, uh, that, that, uh, that had it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. So little things like that, like even let's say that, let's say if the lawyer, lawyer misses the taxes or some tax bill. Um, another, another one is, um, there, there's so many little different things that you don't know titles insurance covers. I remember, and I'm not sure if this, uh, if this, if you recall this, but there was a, a lady that bought a house on the water and the shoreline was done illegally. And there was a work order against that, that homeowner. And what happened is this lady purchases the property and she moves in and the work order wasn't, uh, against it when she took possession, it happened just after. So that, so like things happened so fast 
And all of a sudden she's got this work order against her property because this guy uh, illegally put this illegal shoreline protection. Hmm. Anyway, it was a, apparently about a $250,000 fix. They had to redo the whole shoreline wow. to, to make it you know, fit the, the proper way. And if she didn't uh, have titles insurance, she would have been stuck. But they will go after the, the previous owner because he, he actually sold the prop- property purposely because he knew that he was going to get uh, fined or, or uh, he was getting fined and he had to do a work order to fix that. And it was going to cost a lot of money. So he tried to he actually tried to leave it to the next uh, homeowner to, to, to have it. And unfortunately, <laughs> you're right. It can happen, right? If, if, you know, the seller is aware of something and, you know, these are things you could do everything right. You as a realtor, you check everything. The lawyer does everything right. Like these are the things that you can't always know. We don't have an all seeing eye. That's why insurance of all forms exists. Right. So that, what a nightmare that would have been. Oh, no kidding. (laughs) Otherwise. When we come back, we're going to debunk some of these common home insurance myths, including are all natural disasters covered? They got to be, right? Well, we'll dive into that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined again by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them on the World Wide Web, robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905 575 7700. And they're dominating social media. Follow the Golfy team on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Special guest today is Caitlin Lee, Business Development Manager with First Canadian Title. Find them online at www.fct.ca. And we're going to dive into debunking some common home insurance myths, including... If your neighbor's tree falls in your yard, does anybody hear it? No. Uh, does anybody pay for that? Or do you pay for that? Or do they pay for that? I think, uh, well, titles insurance doesn't cover that. <laughs> no, not, That's not a tree. trees. <laughs> but my understanding is that you pay whatever is on your side, I think. That's, uh, uh, my, that's my understanding. So uh, if a tree, if a neighbor's tree falls on your property and, 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 and it's there... I don't think it's his. Uh, I don't think it's the responsibility of the actual tree owner to remove that tree off the off the property of the neighbor's uh, property. And uh, I remember this uh, story once before um, about that. It, uh, it 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 becomes a big issue. And I had an issue that I uh, that 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 happened. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
your thoughts, uh, Rick? What do you think? Uh, my guess is if some, if one of my neighbor's trees falls in my backyard, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I, I actually had a, a situation where we had our for sale sign uh, up and on a property, and uh, the neighbor. So there was a, a, a very windy uh, storm that happened. It was last. It was last uh, November, I think it was November December. There was a big. Uh, a storm windstorm that happened. My sign blew off and apparently it hit the neighbor's property. And he, he just had new siding put up within six months uh, to that. But there was a hairline crack on the, on there and it, and, and apparently it, it, it hit the house three times. So it, 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 so the sign fell down, got back up, hit the house again, got down and hit back up. So anyway, I said, well, I, I find that hard to believe anyway. So he went and you couldn't even, you couldn't even tell, um, um, the, um, the damage, it was a hairline. And if somebody, you know, gets some, something new, I get it. You, you, you hate it. And you just got this hairline crack that only you can see and the rest of the world won't see it and notice it. So anyway, I, I, um, just out of good faith, um, I said, you know, go get an estimate and see what it is. And they wanted like 1700. I said, 1700. I go, I go, I go, you know, I said, listen, I, I, I mean, I'll give you $500 to, to help out. Like, but I, I don't, see the damage like I, I i had to i says i walked up to the house before you came out and and i'm trying to find where the damage is and i'm looking for it and because he showed me pictures i couldn't find it so out of good faith i gave him 500 dollars, but i don't know um if he could have taken to me small claims or anything but i was being nice i think i was being nice about it and and then he realized after as time went by so this is this is a situation that happened in november december now we're in april and months went by. So he got used to that. His siding probably got other damages and other things. He goes, well, what am, what am I going to do? You know, um, you know, am I going to have a problem with every, anything that blows against my house? But, but again, yeah, you, you just don't know. Uh, I know trees, uh, the, the neighbor doesn't have to pay for the tree, but you just, you're, uh, Caitlin, you were just going to say something happens to you like this. Yeah, we actually had that exact scenario. Unfortunately, we have a family cottage up in Muskoka and there was similarly, uh, they did actually classify it as a, as a tornado. So very strong winds coming right off the water. And, you know, these trees, the cottage itself is 100 years old. So these trees are quite old as well. And one of the trees on our property, unfortunately, um, hit, the fell, hit the neighbors that actually cracked the, the kind of whole support beam for the whole length of the cottage is pretty significant uh, damage. And similarly, you know, we worked with them um, and, but ultimately it's, it's covered under their own insurance. Their own so, insurance. Yeah. 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 Are, are you, do you still talk to them? We, we do. <laughs> <laughs> they actually probably got a better cottage now because of it. You know what? I joked with my mom. I'm like, why couldn't that tree just hit our front uh, yeah. deck? Yeah. We really could have used a new deck. But <laughs> sometimes, it, sometimes it leaves the wrong way. It's exactly. a disaster at the time, but then it's a blessing at the end. Right? That's it. Exactly. Before, before we go, oh, we, got, we sure. got about 30 seconds. Uh, Caitlin, are all natural disasters covered when it comes to home insurance? <laughs> For home insurance? I wouldn't. I don't know. You got to watch for flooding. You got to watch for flooding. Uh, They call it over overview or inside. Like if if a flood comes from exterior, not everybody is covered. And I I remember we had Ralph on the show uh, probably a couple of years ago. Uh, So you have to be really watch your uh, policy. Uh, If it's a flood that happened with inside the house, I think you're covered. But if it's a flood that happened outside the house, 
you have to, you have to have that. Not everybody has that coverage, and you got to make sure you have that coverage. Well, check out your coverage and find out if you have title insurance by giving Caitlin's team a call. You can also go online to fct.ca. And if you want to get your home sold for top dollar, the website is robgolfie.com. Thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.